Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner with Matt and Janesh. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Hello friends, welcome back. Um, looking forward to discovering a little bit about you, Janesh, because today we're going to learn a little bit about running. Mm, yeah. So, um, you love running, so I'm looking forward to diving a little bit deeper into why a human being would choose to run upwards of 100 kilometers when they can simply jump in a car and get there twice as fast. Yeah, true. A lot of people ask that question, and um, it's uh, it's fascinating. So this was um, yeah, it was uh, it was keen. We were talking during the week, and we said, "Oh, look, what um, what would our topics be?" And blah blah blah. And you're like, "Oh, I think um, I think there's some value in 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 running." And I was like, "Oh, okay. It's like I feel like a a guest on my own podcast, which is yeah, nice, right? <laughs> this uh, is your this is your specialty, my friend. Yeah." You can- you can speak straight from. When did you last run? I want to start straight away. When did you? Oh. When did you run last? Saturday, a week ago. Oh, uh, just throwing you under the bus. I know it's um yeah, and you know what? I will. I'm not going to justify, but I will explain why. Um, yeah. Funny enough, last Saturday, I um, after a run, I dislocated my pinky toe, Ugh. which is quite painful it's done it's happened to me before um and so i was on crutches for a couple of days hobbled and then i was uh yeah only what are we now we're a saturday now probably thursday afternoon i was walking normally like pain-free without a lip Mm. um so i'm gonna run with um with uh, a couple of the the crew tomorrow um so that will be, yeah, it's been, uh, it's a week off of that. And that's been, that's felt weird too. It's like a pretty consistent running for a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, mm. what's going on? So what, because um, what running would probably, I know you have quite a few hobbies. You're a doer. Mm. We know you like to do. But um, running is the one that, you know, I guess for as long as I've known you, you've, you've been keeping up. It's always been a part of your life. So mm. So let's dive in and find out why and, and see if we can glean any lessons here. Um, mm. So you haven't run in a week. What would you say, uh, how often, what would an average average week look like? Are you running once or twice a week? What's your goal? Give me a goal. How, yeah. how often would you like to be running? I, it's really interesting. I'm very much motivated by uh, an event and obviously this year with, events not happening that's been hard and um i yeah got a coach this year um which i haven't actually had a running coach in a long time but it's been great mm. um yeah he's been awesome and he's uh that's given me the accountability and the structure as a race would to to prep yeah. um so when it, when i've got that accountability and i've got that goal um that i that i'm working towards uh, probably between um, running, I want to say moving, uh, probably five times a week. Mm. I'm heading out the door with uh, with a rest day and a or a recovery day. So that recovery day 
maybe a run, it may be a bike ride, it may be a walk, uh, or it might be like uh, the, that or that uh, six day might be a rest, like uh, an additional rest day if needed. Mm. Okay, so that's that's substantial. Um, to anyone who's got a hobby, yeah, five times a week, that's that's a lot. So um, give us a, just a rough idea of the length as well, because uh, I, I used to be a runner as well mm, in my younger good. years, but I was uh, athletics and cross-country, Janesh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. During high school era, Matt? Yeah, so yeah. probably grade, well, pr- pretty much junior school all the way through to senior school. Around yeah. about probably when I started socializing a lot, 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17, started to drop off. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I too really did enjoy running and I've um, got a lot of success there as well. I built a lot of confidence and we're going to dive into that in a sec, but um, you're going five times a week. What sort of length so we can gauge how far you're running? Because I know, and that's part of what makes your running a little bit unique. So what's your average? I know training's different to your event, but mm-hmm. what distances are you running when you go for a run? Um, really interesting you should ask uh, when I've been working with this new coach and um, he's uh, I'll, his name's uh, I'm going to butcher this and I'm sorry in advance uh, his uh, name's Matthew Dor uh, or Dore um, but it's like not Matthew it's like Matthew like a French version of Matthew mm. um, and we've actually he's moved me to a model of um, for majority of my runs of time based right so time on feet so it takes the expectation of getting uh, a certain amount of distance or kilometers uh, done so I might go okay this is a 60 minute easy pace or a 90 minute run so uh, or a 45 minute run so the last probably I think we've been working together for close to I want to say close, oh, close to 12 three months four months close to that mm. um, it's a sizable time now uh, we've moved a lot to um, to time based, but to answer your your question, roughly anywhere the midweek ones, anywhere from seven uh, k to sixteen. I know that's a really long, uh, like a high variance there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, probably seven to sixteen, um, depending on the time, depending on if it's some fast stuff, some short stuff, if we're doing some hills. Um, but yeah, anywhere between that uh, during the week and probably something a little longer on, on the weekends. Yep. Yep. So you're doing, you're doing seven to 16 Ks and then this is often your training for something. You said that you're motivated by events. So, and I know that to be true with you in a lot of things, you backdate your calendar, Mm. don't you? You lock, Mm. lock (laughs) in something that then holds you accountable to, to, um, being prepared for it. So Mm-hmm. These events that you're running, what what sort of distance are they when you um when you participate? Yeah, I like to do um, 50 k's up um, is like my prefer. I like the longer stuff. Um, having said that, I still like some shorter stuff. When I still say shorter, it's still probably long um, for general general probably consensus. Like. I like there's a couple of races that I have in my calendar that are 36k, um, like one bland up at the Grampians. That's a great run. Um, it's not technically an ultra because it's a below 42, but it's um, it's a challenging run. Um, but yeah, any any of the higher ones. So not um, 
not a standard half marathon or full marathon. Um, higher and also uh, like like so I've done a few hundreds um, and stuff like that. So any of those distances does attract me. Um, and something that's different. So not just your bitumen road race, not you just your road marathon, like so a trail. So like you get to see some cool things mm. when you go do that. Mm. Yeah, variety in the nature that you're running through. So you feel mm-hmm. I used to I can relate to that. That's why I liked cross country running more than I liked track because track, yeah. track is very rep- repetitive. Whereas when you're running through nature, you feel like you're going on a journey and you can get lost in, mm. in the rhythm of it, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah. And you just get that nature fix, right? You get that big nature. You kind of, um, you, expectation goes out the window a little bit and you don't, and you have to switch on when you're trail running. And anyone that's run on trail will, will vouch for this. You can't, for good and bad reasons, you can't switch off like you do in road running or if you're running on the sidewalk because if you're not paying attention to looking down where your feet are going and where this branch is going to hit you in the face, you're going to go ass over the tit, right? Like you're just going to trip up. Mm. So you're, you're engaged. You can't, you can't be disengaged um, when you're trail running uh, unless it's a, like an easy rail trail or something like that. But you're, you're engaged because you're looking at your footing, you're wandering, uh, yeah, yeah. Just to make sure you stay upright. So your attention kind of makes you pretty present. Yeah, you're actually there. You're not off in your head thinking about other things mm. while running. Mm-hmm. You're fully. You're running and thinking about where your feet go and and your breathing. Probably you're, you're more mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm, very cool. Um, so, well, we've sort of set it up so people can have an understanding of the type of runner you are, and, and we're we're starting to get a feel for the fact that you're a little bit nuts. Um, uh, what it's a very broad, broad question, but what have you learned from running? What are some of the most meaningful lessons that, that then you've, you know, you've learned from this, this process and that have in some way contributed to improving your life? What, what have you learned? Yeah. Well, uh, even though we talked about these questions off air, right? That's such a, it's very broad, isn't it? Broad. It's great. I'm going to answer you in like buckets mm. and then um, with, because if I went into each one into detail, then it just will be here for hours. Um, so mainly I think seeing uh, what I've learned and, it, and this is what draws me back to it, that we are, we are more powerful and capable than we and other people really believe think we are or know we are right we are right and this um running is a constant for me it's a constant reminder of that right like um running and initially was like let's um it still is it's like let's test the body and see what see what it is actually capable of right like we're given this body and our body is made to adapt it is made to repair it is made to get faster right like so um what 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 can it do? Let's let's have some fun with it and go. What can it do? What can it distance can it do? What pace can it do? Um, and I've learned that. I've learned that. I've learned to compartmentalize very much. So when um, when you're in a race and there's a lot of pain and compartmentalizing, and go well. Do you want it? Do you not want it? Um, there's a lot of mental talk mm-hmm. um, out there on a race, um, and a lot of the times you're not necessarily having headphones in. So there's even more uh, mental talk uh, going on. 
there is and navigating that going is there's this internal battle and going uh yeah you're good and then yes this hurts but it's okay and then mm. also learning there's a fine line of going your body's hurting but that is okay and then your body is hurting and that is not okay mm. um and you only learn that by screwing things up, as we say always. And I think you learn that by, at times, one day going a little too far, mm-hmm. uh, and go, oh, I've I've actually caused myself some uh, some long term damage in an injury or something, or it wasn't really worth it, right? So it's um, I've I've learned I've learned that line. Um, doesn't mean I've. I've I've toyed to that line. Doesn't mean I get it right all the time. I um, it's a constant evolving line. That it's an invisible line, right? It's mm. um, I've learned that. I've learned pain threshold. I've learned um, value of like just obviously logistically like nutrition, all that that goes with the run, um, and also learned the value of a tribe as well. I think. Um, where running is very solitude. It's very by yourself, but. When you train with people, when you race with people, um, and also your family and friends that are on your crew, so on long distance running, uh, like ultras, you have aid stations as a crew. And actually, you know, this you uh, you drove four hours in Canada <laughs> to be on my crew uh, for one of the races. So, yeah, well aware of that where you come in, you're hurting as a runner, and you see these people that believe in you. Mm. It's just awesome, right? That Learning that and... Yeah, so yeah, those are probably the buckets and just uh, and some. Yeah, I would resilience. love to dive into them a little bit more because I think mm. um, I think for anyone who participates in sport, if they continually do it at the level at which you are and they integrate it into their life, there's some in depth learning going on. You don't do it unless there's something. It's reminding you of something. It's teaching you something. It's repeating the same lesson, and you keep doing it because. You need to hear that, and and it's mm-hmm. it's um helping you grow. And I think you were saying that you know running has um been an opportunity for you to challenge what you're capable of. And and you were touching on how your your head can get quite busy when you're under pressure. And you were, you mentioned that there's mm. an internal dialogue. Can we dive into that a little bit? What what sort of voices do you have? You've got a voice of of give up and a voice of keep going and is that kind of how it is or am i making it too simplistic is it yeah no very much so it's uh um yeah it's really interesting it's like a you've done good enough and think you're done at the next mm. checkpoint right and it's like you, you 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 you've done or it's like oh you should have trained a little bit more or it's uh it's a little too hot today on race day then you prepared stop being hard on yourself <laughs> um it's like a you've done, you've done good. Don't worry about it type of thing. Uh, it's like the um, pace wise. Oh, you don't, don't worry about that time. Go mm. for the next time. Like, even if you're still going to finish, like go like, so some of these races you're toying with the idea of finishing or not finishing. Right. So it's like, there's one is a time, but it's also some of it is like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to finish. Mm. I need to pull out. Um, so you toy with those and you toy with how much more, like, can I go, um, is this, uh, yeah, and it's controversial, but it's like, oh, should I take another painkiller? Should mm. I not uh, during this race? And uh, yeah, I say controversial because uh, each one has a different threshold of like, oh, you shouldn't take painkillers. It's not good for your liver and not good for your kidneys. Yeah, of course it's not. But 
again, everyone has their own strategies, right? So um, should I do this? Should I not? Um, and then there's also the other sides like, shut up. You've worked your ass off for it. Pucker up mm. and go for it. Um, and the saying of like, hey, you're a badass motherfucker. Mm. Go get it. Right. So um, you've got a bit of a, like, this you've got a, a voice of doubt, which is trying to, mm. I guess, in, in multiple ways, it's using very, very different strategies, patronizing you or, or pleading with you or, <laughs> or, you know, saying, oh, I'm proud of you. You've done enough. You don't need to keep going. And then you've got this other voice, um, which seems to be coaching you and leading you in towards your goal mm-hmm. and saying, no, don't give up. You got this. You've worked too hard. Come on. You're a badass motherfucker. Come on. So there's this, mm-hmm. I guess this is why there's so many, um, you know, depictions of the, the angel on the shoulder and the devil on the shoulder. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're experiencing so. that in the, in the throes of these giant races. Yeah. And I know very much that, yeah, in that. And I've told my crew and, um, yeah, uh, my wife that, Cash that's comes in pretty much nearly all my races. That on on race day, I don't need a cheer squad. I need a commitment mm. squad, right? The cheer squad is the one that goes, "Yeah, you've done it. Okay, you're feeling so. Okay, that's all right. You've done really well. Come on, like, yep, you don't hurt yourself, right? Commitment squad is like, saddle up. You're taking too long at the checkpoint. Get your <laughs> ass out of here." Um, get your shoe on, like that's that's what. And I've asked that specifically, and she gives that to me, right? Don't want to Careful hear like, what are you doing? And I'm like, come in, <laughs> yeah, right. And plays that role really well. Then it's like, uh, I when I come in, I'm like, there, there is no room for doubt. There's like a, yep, what do you need? And I'm like, yep, I need this, this, and this. And they're like, I go, I'm hurting, okay, what do you need for that? Not like, uh, do you want to pull out? It's like, okay, I know one race a couple of years ago, like I was, it was hot and it took a one checkpoint took a long time to get out of, right. I was in a bad place. Um, and then it wasn't, I never got asked, do you want to pull out? I was, <laughs> I was hoping in my head that someone around me would ask me, do you want to pull out? I said, yes. Um, but they were like, nah, get going. You're taking too long. And as I was going out, I guess you've got some time mm. to make up now. Right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm on task. So you've, um, you've set up this team. Yeah. Uh, that holds you to a standard you decided before it hurt. Yeah, oh, 100%, because I know that's what I need, right? I know that's what I need. I don't need, I don't need the pity squad. I don't need that. Um, I need the, I need the people that are going to get get me to the line. Isn't that interesting? Um, that you, you, so you know what you need until you're in it, and then when you're in it, you <laughs> you you want what you want, but you don't get what you want. You get what you need, <laughs> which. Yeah, right. Imagine just even that. Imagine if people in their world did this, like, and I I said this, and that's probably the only one part of my world that I do it in, right? Um, I don't do it in the other part of my world. I don't, not on a consistent basis. But imagine if they set that up, right? So you told your friends, or you told your supervisor, you told your colleagues um, that, hey, when I get to this, this is what I need. This is what I'm not going to want to hear it, but this is what I really need, right? Um, and it takes audacity and it takes audacity from, and is our last episode. I think it takes courage of the other person to go, okay, I will. And I will keep pushing it. Even though you told in that moment, you don't yeah. want it. Uh, like there's moments when I'm like, no, I don't, I'm in pain. And, um, yeah, one race coach is like, 
Like, you know when you're sitting on a chair like, and someone behind you starts to tilt the chair forward so you can't necessarily sit on the chair anymore? Like, that was happening at age. You go, get off. You're right, done. I'm like, I am hurting. It is 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm hurting. Can I sit for one more minute? No. You can walk slowly out of the checkpoint and go. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes, boss. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting, right? Imagine if and people I think, did that. Um, I think on some level, good friendships do, don't they? I mean... We don't. Mm, yeah, true. Our closest, our closest friends are the ones that are honest with us, and we value honesty. We don't always want to hear it mm. because it can be hurt, hurtful. You know, the truth hurts. I think there's a there's a famous quote. Mm. The most, uh, you know, I can't remember it now, but you know, people don't like to hear the truth because it's uncomfortable. Um, mm. But that's what that's the journey mm-hmm. you're on. By the sounds of it, you're you're fully embracing what's uncomfortable and trying to find comfort in it. You know, you're trying to find. Um, what you're capable of. Well, you know, you've said it, and I know from my experience in my sporting endeavor in life that our brain stops us somewhere around, you know, 40% or 50% of what we're actually capable of. And that's when people give up. And the extra 40 or 50%, mm-hmm. that's where life is. Because. Right. There's so much more in the tank. And I think that just goes into what what running has um, taught me. There is so much more. When you think you're done, as you said, there's still like 40 or 60 or whatever percent left, but there is there is so much more left in when you think and, you and are that, done. And that, isn't it true? I, I just, I'm resonating with you right now because I experienced that surfing. You know, I ride a wave in mm. and um, it's so interesting. If I wipe out, then the paddle out, is one of the hardest things in the world. My brain's like, oh, I'll just give up. You've caught a couple of waves. Mm. Go home. It's too hard. Call it a day. Call it a day, If yeah. I catch a wave in, I'm buzzing and I've got so much energy, I'm back out there. And it's like, what a deal. The only mm. difference here is mindset. Success gives me a mindset of one more. Um, failure gives me a mindset of, oh, it's too hard. Um, and, and then mm. you, you, the, the amount of energy I have hasn't changed. It's my ability to tap into it, huh? Mm-hmm. And that's in the head. Yeah, definitely. It's, which it's is, very much mental, right? Which transcends like, it, the thing that we're doing. Like, how cool is that, that you can apply that? And I've seen you. I see you at work do it. I see you in, um, in other areas, particularly when we run hardcore programs that have long hours. You bring that same mentality of, um, oh, I'm done. And then I watch you shift gears and somehow... We're, we're back mm-hmm. on and we're in and we'll go for another 10 mm-hmm. hours. And... Yeah. Oh, do you remember actually, and again, a story that on that, on how everyone in the room, you probably didn't, I, but everyone in the room thought I was done for the night. We had a long night and I got, guys, we are on schematic now. Everything's planned. And there's some people who still want to talk about the plan of what what's next on this program, right? And at the point, it's like, 10.30 or something at night, and I go, I'm going to lay down on this couch and I'm going to sleep for um, for 15 minutes. And this, someone's got photos of it, right? And I sleep for 15 minutes, right? And I'm out, right? And then these guys are like, oh, he's not getting up. Like, who's, who's going to who's gonna brief them? Who's going to do this? And shit you not. I was buzzing. I was more alive than everyone else. I was out that door quicker than them. And they're like, what just happened? I go, I told you, I know what I need. And I've um, I had a little nap, and I'm good. You thought I was out. <laughs> you guys are rookies, right? Like, 
Uh, it was, um, yeah, we were in like in one of the cabins. It was before like a massive. I remember that. I remember that because I didn't have that. Uh, I kept going and then I watched you run the obstacle course and I remember thinking, oh, oh, oh I should have had a nap. <laughs> should have had a nap. But, but that, um, that mentality is powerful, I think, in, um, in, in any industry. They're the people that, that, that quality of um, when I want to give up, I dig a bit deeper. That's that's tied to character. That's that's a little bit deeper, and it transcends whatever you're doing. You can apply that to anything. And do you find yourself applying, um, you know, a lot of these these subtle lessons that you're learning from running into how you operate in business, how you conduct yourself with your family, how you show up for friends? Do you do you notice that coming out in those areas? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think. Definitely, definitely in the in the pushing, like not um, not settling. Um, people that know me and you know this well, like I, I don't I don't like to settle on on something. I would like to get a little bit more. I push um, a little harder on on things to um, not just settle for a mediocre result on on certain levels. I um, I think, and also they uh, like. Like training, I think something that's come up, especially now with, uh, yeah, with this new coach, that train consistent training, right? Consistent practice mm. is what gets you better. So if you want to get better with your relationships, are you practicing? Most of the time, it's a no, right? Uh, are you consistently practicing? You want some more knowledge. You want to be an expert in your field, but okay, are you consistently reading? Are you consistently um, looking up articles? Are you consistently um, yeah, trying new practices at work. I think that's definitely been one. And I think the, um, the, I think one for me and one for looking at other people going when they're done, like I'm their aid station tribe, right? As a, as a leader in an organization, I'm the one going, mate, you've got this. Don't second guess yourself. Like you've got it. Like I'm their commitment squad. I'm not, I'm their, I show them compassion, but I'm not their cheer squad. I'm like, you've got this and we've got this together. I think that's definitely, definitely comes out. And I think it's a, like by putting yourself in, uh, by running ultra distances, um, and it's, it's uncomfortable, right? If someone says, ah, oh, I'm pushing, uh, an ultra distance is comfortable, right? It means they're just not running hard enough, right? So I remember uh, um, a day before a race, they had like this like Q&A with some elites. Um, and the elite goes, everyone out there, tomorrow is going to be hurting. If you're at the front of the pack or you're the back mm. of the pack, Everyone's hurting. There's no, mm. it doesn't discriminate. Like if you're at the front of the pack, mm. you're hurting because you're pushing hard. Um, if you're at the back of the pack, you're, you're hurting because you're doing the distance, right? Like there's no things about that. And I think by constantly putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations and coming out stronger and proving to yourself, it's like another anchor. When you get a hard, uncomfortable situation, mm. not by choice, because it is because easier. your mind and body are connected. Um, so your body is teaching your mind resilience. It's mm. training your mind. Um, I just, that really kind of hit me because I just, at my core, I believe that. You know, we talk about that model of be, do, have. Mm. Um, who are you being um, mm. affects what you do and affects what you have. Well, well, a lot of us are doers and we're doing a lot of things, but we're not doing them the way that we should that will lead us to who we're being, you know, we take mm -hmm. a shortcut or we don't actually mm -hmm. complete the job or we, you know, so 
how you do some things is how you do everything. So when you're running a certain way with a certain mentality, that's going to pass over into your life. It has to, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, uh, it's, uh, David <laughs> Goggins mentioned this. It's like kind of cause you're creating calluses, right? You're uh, creating calluses or mental calluses. So when, life does throw something at you, you're ready. And that's not, that's definitely not the primary focus of my running. Um, but it definitely, definitely helps. Um, it definitely kind of goes, okay, yep, this is hard. Um, mm. At times running is easier, right? Than what life throws at you, right? And you're like, well, hold on. I just, in my head, I'm thinking running a hundred plus case is easier mm. than this disagreement. Mm-mm. How? Uh, right. Like, and then you just kind of laugh and go, okay. Um, let's kind of work through it. And I think it's, I think people don't, yeah, whatever hobby movement, whatever they do, I think they don't necessarily put themselves in uncomfortable Mm. situations Mm. enough. Um, by going to the gym, yeah, you're doing it right. You're growing, you're stretching. You know what I mean? You can go to the gym. I see people, man, and they're on their Mm. phone throughout their whole workout. Their workout takes, you know, an hour and a half. They're on their phone. They do a set. They work hard. And then during their <laughs> yeah. rest, they're on their phone. And I just watch their rest, which should be, you know, if they're doing hypertrophy, it's 30 to a minute and a half. And this person's there for 10 minutes before they lift the weights again. And I'm like, mate, you're not engaged. You might yeah. well not be here. You know what I mean? And I think that's right for all sports. So you can run and not be engaged, right? You, you can, you, mm, you can yeah. do anything Definitely and not be engaged, but... If you're engaged, then the lessons are integrating either, you know, consciously or subconsciously, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, um, it's just what, what value, what value you put on it and what do you want to get out of? I think like, I know some, um, some really good, good friends that are runners that there is not the uncomfortability and which is okay. Hmm. Like theirs is the social connection. Right. And now that out in, um, in yeah, currently in regional Victoria, like we are allowed to do um, running groups now, and it's great. Like I love running in a group, uh, but mm. I also love at times running by myself too, right? Like, um, but it's different. It's a, I have a very much a different yeah. focus when I'm running in a group um, than I when I do running by myself. <laughs> and each group's changed, right? So um, it might be a, a social run, or it might be, um, hey, I'm running with a group, but these guys are going to push me. I'm going to be the person that slows them down. I'm holding that's on. A good, that's right? a good point. Um, and it depends on what is thing. the purpose of, of your run for you. Mm. Yeah, what value you want to get from it, right? And each, it's really interesting, each run is different. And each run has a purpose. Like every time you lace up your shoes, uh, it has a purpose to get out the door. It might be to tick off that training schedule, but it mm. might be to clear your head from an argument. It might be, you know what, I've been mm. sitting at a desk all day. It might day, be to, to progress, move. to get better. Um, it, it could be. be, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a speed workout now, and I want to get better. I wanna. I wanna hurt. Like you know when you when you do a workout or an exercise, and you go, oh, mm. I just wanna. Mm. I wanna feel the burn, right? Um, that could be the purpose, or it might be like you know what? I just want an easy run. Uh, I want a meditative run, right? And people go, how's running meditative? I'm like, I can, like either listen or not do or not listen necessarily to music or something. And it'd be very much a meditative run, uh, I can, right? When I come back, I'm like, wow. I completely get it. it I like call, um, session. you know, I, I, I can meditate, but I, I think you and I are very similar. We're, we're very much doers. And so 
meditation in motion mm. is um, much more achievable um, than sitting still passively meditating. Though I can do it, I, I call it meditating. Mm. See what I did there? Mm, yeah, I was going to say, when you're on your um, electric skateboard, right, you are, you are just at, at bliss, right? It clears your head. It, there's a silencing. Um, but there's also, like, say, if you go, um, like, when we would go together, right, mm. there's a, there's a, it's a different purpose. It's a social part, right? It's like, a, hey, we're going to connect. Yeah, um, it's um, play or, or it's just there's a, different hilariousness things. or it's a, there's mm. an obnoxious energy there of, try and do this you know it's it's playful um, mm-hmm. yeah i think that's that's a good point yeah it, it really depends on what your your purpose is but you touched on it i think there is a huge value in seeing what you're capable of and that is a purpose that sometimes people don't dabble with a lot of people do their hobby for social they'll do it for um you know for, for the, those other reasons we were discussing i guess you know, for you, mm. you've got a huge amount of learning from pushing beyond what's comfortable, beyond what's social into this area of, you know, what is, what is uncomfortable, what's not known, the uncertainty. Mm. And the way you're describing it is mm. you're finding yourself there. Mm. And it's just out of a place of like real honest curiosity like i'm really curious i can like my body's different capable of your body to the next person we're all individual but i'm like well hold on i've got this one body i don't get to exchange it but what is it really i'm like what is it really capable i get that that's that's why i go to the gym i want to see what this can what can i produce like yeah, and when it gets to a limit, it's okay. But I'm like, where one, where is that limit? Like, I don't want to hurt myself, but I'm curious. I'm happy to push some boundaries and go. What is? I'm just, I'm just fascinated with, um, like body and mind, and go. Look, it, it is. I know. I want to know what it's capable of, right? And it's pretty. And it, every time you, it's like a rabbit hole, right? Every time you go down, it's and, like, oh, and, it, and every time you push the boundaries, you're training. Your, your boundary, just, you just shifted the post by, by mm. a millimetre or by a centimetre or by a mile. It, it, mm. it, you, it, how cool is it? The more curious you are around what you're capable of, you become capable of more than you could be curious about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is just so cool. And, uh, which is very cool. And I think that's, that's maybe, um, yeah, maybe there's a challenge there for, for some, some of our listeners who are, who are participating in a hobby and you, you maybe you're doing it for social reasons, maybe you're doing it for the very reason we're talking about. But if you haven't ever seen what you're capable of, maybe maybe go a little bit harder. Let's see what happens. You might surprise yourself. You might mm. you might realize you can lift more or run further or um, surf a bigger wave. You know. But there is, I think we touched on this, and there's an important mm. point that there's courage in that in pushing yourself beyond what you think you're capable of. Mm-hmm. But there's also courage in knowing when to not push and accepting that you you could hurt yourself mm. and, and and i think that often people mm-hmm. are so worried they're going to hurt themselves probably a lot sooner so they stop a lot sooner than they they could so if that's you mm-hmm. and you're maybe mm-hmm. you could push a little bit harder if you're a little bit more like me a little bit reckless you need to be courageous enough to pull your head in and go oh i'm not going to go too hard mm. Yeah, yeah, I think very much so. I think that's when people go. They, I think 
they they're not really which is okay they're not willing to play that line and they see they go they go too far extreme they sh- they sh- uh, stop too early yeah or they I mean, um, one or they stop too late doing that again right? you know what I mean like you hurt yourself um, yeah just... you probably won't mm-hmm. you'll be fearful to push hard again um this is this cycle mm. but but wouldn't you agree that your your greatest mm-hmm, moments mm-hmm. in running have been when you've walked that line right on the edge between what you're capable of and a challenge. You're right on the edge. That's where, that's where the magic happens, to be honest. That's where it's like, that's where some breakthroughs and um, if you're not, pu- for me, if I don't push that line uh, during a race, like, you know, I'm very, very mindful that I'll, I'll do it during a race only. Um, I don't think it's sustainable or healthy to push that line or play with that line during training or like daily. Um, mm. But when I do, it's like, oh, wow. Uh, it's like, because there's, it's a test. It's it, you, you come up to an internal test and you go, should I, should I not? Um, and I think the, there's a greater satisfaction to go, I gave it or if I don't play with that line, I will, oh, yeah, I may finish the race, right? Um, and then I'm like, oh, I will internally somewhere potentially for me go, mm. I'm not sure if I gave it my yeah. all. That will eat me up more than if I go, I gave my all and I still still couldn't yeah. complete it or still couldn't get my time. Okay. I was a little bit disappointed, but I gave it my all. Isn't that an incredible um, um, feeling around? Um, I mean, that's where belief in yourself, self-belief, self-esteem is born in in the moments where you do, you push through, you know, if it doesn't challenge you, we know it doesn't change you. And, and so many, so many of us, and, and mm-hmm. you and I often a lot as well, will get caught in the comfort zone. Mm. Why do you think um, current uh, majority of society live it, in their comfort mm, zone? Cause it's like, it's like just in general. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we've been playing with this a little bit. Running for you is, yeah. is one area where you can you can push yourself mm. outside, um, outside what's comfortable, and and that's mm. where you come alive because you're close to death. The closer you are to death, the more you are alive, and mm. and I, isn't that an interesting you know mm-hmm. um, interesting thing? And I think that 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 can happen anywhere, but it doesn't happen where you're comfortable. For example, if it's raining, people go inside because it's comfortable inside. Who wants to get wet? But I guarantee if you stay in the rain, it mm. will become this ridiculous thing. It has potential to come, you'd become more alive, grateful. Like, oh my God, how incredible is it that I can go inside, put mm. the heater on? Like, mm. whoa, I'm alive. It, mm. That uncomfortable is an opportunity to, to really, yeah, to be aware that you're alive. I mean, that's why I love Indonesia because there's, and this sounds a little bit brutal, but there's death everywhere there. Life is a little bit cheap. Um, and as opposed to hiding, you know, this stuff, it's there. Like I see a dead animal on the street or I see a human suffering a little bit and that draws me into life. I go, whoa, it isn't, it, it isn't, um, it, you're, not, you're not guarded from it. You're not protected in your bubbled, wrapped, comfortable place where everything feels comfortable and safe and secure. You're, you realize that, there is no such thing as, as safety and security, really. 
and that just oh i i mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. love that feeling of of being awake and alive and and grateful that comes from as you were saying for you running um there's other areas though isn't there i mean you can experience that feeling just by getting uncomfortable i'm Mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's like it's we we title this as potentially learning from running but it's also very much learning from learning from getting uncomfortable and i yeah let's i'll put it out to the listeners this week i would say try and intentionally put yourself in an uncomfortable situation doesn't have to be <laughs> um as that was saying near death please do it safely um but like do something do ha- have that phone call it might be i need to get a new lead i don't really want to cold call i don't want to do this um but it might be a little uncomfortable right and a lot of the people to get on the phone it is uncomfortable it might it might be you um, say try I it on first. right it might be that you get up at 5 30 mm. or 5 40 in the morning which is uncomfortable on a weekend to see a sunrise it mm. might be that you mm-hmm. fucking you mm. leave your house and you go set a tent up in your backyard and you camp under the stars. I mean, there's uncomfortable is just the opposite of, yeah. um, of, of, you know, that comfort zone. It doesn't have to be run a fucking marathon like Dinesh, yeah. um, you know, or you surf a giant wave outside mm. your, your, um, your experience. It could just be literally put on a pair of shorts and a singlet and go for a walk when it's cold. Um, Mm. Or even a small thing of like maybe yeah, maybe tonight I'm going to eat vegetarian, right? Um, like something really like really no no boundaries simple. Um, or yeah, or tonight I'm actually going to have no alcohol as opposed to a couple of drinks with dinner. Um, but yeah, whatever it is, I think there's, there's definitely value in it, and there's value if you let yourself see it. I think people will go and do this stuff and come <laughs> yeah. back and go, oh yeah, that, that sucked. I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable the whole time, and I hated it. Like you go to there's um I call them fair weather runners, right? They um they run only when it's fair weather, and um oh, I'll never run in the rain. It sucks. It hates. It. I'm like because you don't let Isn't yourself it, fucking enjoy that's the it. Truth, man. Oh it's my that god! You sit in the uncomfortability think- until it becomes comfortable. It. Mm-hmm. And let and let it be uncomfortable. If you don't let running, said running in the rain. Be comfortable. It will never be comfortable, of course. You're like, oh, I could never do that. I've run in the rain a couple of times and it's shit the whole time. And, that, and, that, and the distinction so that we can right? help like, people so... is that it, in one level, it's not comfortable ever. But on another level, it becomes comfortable because you don't resist it. It's your resistance to it that makes it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When you're cold, your yeah. brain is going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm cold. You're, every muscle in your body, you've tensed up. You're reducing surface area. You've got your hands under your armpits. You're shaking. You're like, oh, my God, I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. You're resisting it. Be cold. It sounds like madness. People mm. are going to think, what are these guys smoking? But we know, we know this to be true. Let it go. <laughs> and then suddenly your body is so much more capable than your mind is, and you find comfort in it. I mean, that's hot, cold therapy, isn't it? That's Wim Hof's <laughs> ice baths. Um, yeah. We know yeah. it. We've experienced it. And mm-hmm. I would just love everyone to experience it because as it is for your running the the underlying message there is you got this you are so much more capable than you give yourself credit for (laughs) um your body communicates Mm -hmm. with your mind Mm -hmm. i've got you i will take care of you 
just trust me. I'm fine. You know, you don't need to keep going, oh, go inside, mm-hmm. get out of here, got to go, just relax. Mm-hmm. I got you, bro. I'm capable. I'm a, this mm-hmm. is a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And a lot of the times your mind. So, like, I think that that almost we could say mind. every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, to a certain point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know also for me, and again, I've got better at this. I know my mind is strong. Mm. So potentially I won't train as much as I probably should for a race. And I was like, oh, my mind will get me through it. And it sucks, right? And I'm like, oh, I should have trained because my body is equalizing out with my mind. Mm. So no, I am, I am pretty headstrong. Um, but 99% of the time with everything, your mind gives up before your body mm. and your body's like, hey, I'm still ready to go. Your heart and your lungs are ready to go, but your mind's like, and and I'm look, done. I, I think that's so true. We, you know, you look at some of these incredible elite athletes, or you know, the soldiers, the SAS, some of the training that they do. That's what they're tapping into. You know, I, I was reading um, uh, Bear Grylls book. You know, he mm. talks about his um, journey into the SAS, and that's what SAS training is all about. They want people with heart. They want people who, who will push themselves to the point where everyone else quits. And, and that's the little bit of difference. That's the thing mm-hmm. that makes an SAS soldier. And that takes years to train um, to whittle out the, the, the week, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. to find those raw, those few mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. are willing to push themselves way beyond what their mind is telling them they're capable of. And then these people produce just mind-boggling results. Um, but they become superhuman when really they're just human. <laughs> they're, they're real. They're humans reaching their potential. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is, mm, it's just, mm. mate, what a, what yeah, a treat. Very much so. What a treat. It's been great. This has been, yeah. Um, this is good. It was actually, there was a lot, 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 lot better talk about. I think when you first sent me that message, it was like, oh yeah, we could. And it was really funny because I was like, we talked about we did talk about ego a few weeks ago. I was like, ah, oh. I let when Matt sent me this text on, let's talk about <laughs> what you learned from running. And I was like, I'm not sure if I want to, uh, because I was like, I don't want it to be about me. I, this, this is not what we started the podcast about. Um, but then I was like, I took the ego out of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there is actually oh, sure. value that people may think, get from it. I think that's the, um, one of the things that this yeah. podcast is about is that you. You know, we often we think that learning is something outside of us. You know, anything that you love or you enjoy or you're participating in, you're participating in for a reason. And it's it's most likely tied to the fact that you're learning. You're learning something about yourself or about the planet or about your health mm-hmm. or about mm-hmm. your mind, body, your spirit. And I just know that just from the, um, you, like you said, I've been to a couple of your events and I've seen you pushing these incredible boundaries. I've actually been in the position where I might have to be one of your runners. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll run a K or two, you know, choose yeah. your name. And then I find out that potentially I'm running 50 Ks. And I'm like, what is happening? I didn't sign up to this. Um, but I've just quietly admired your, um, yeah, this That's hobby funny. of yours, this, this, um, and what it's, what, what's kind of, I guess, um, shaped you to be. I see your your hobby is, you know, it's become part of your mentality as well. And I just, yeah, I think that we should um, 100% honour that. I think it's really, really cool. So, mate, grateful for you um, 
chatting to us about it. I'm going to put you on the spot here. There's a little bit of a wrap up. I imagine um, a runner like yourself mm-hmm. who trains five yep. times a week. You see, I'm building the pressure here. Who um, who likes ultra marathons? Who you yeah, know, has that. fallen off the wagon, but always come back to running. You've been doing this for a very long time. Um, would have some kind of inspirational or motivational running quote for our listeners that might set us up or remind us when we forget. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to give you two. I'll give you two. No. Uh, I, no, uh, no, you never expected that, did you? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you one that's a little bit more holistic that applies to everything and one a running specific one, one that I get where oh, this one's a really interesting when mm. people go, oh, that's amazing. I could never run. Um, and I go, oh, okay, cool. I've gone, I go, can you walk? And they go, and they look at me and go, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, running's just walking but faster. That, that's, that's all it is. And I'm like, so if you can walk, you can run. So I don't think when you say, no, mm. you can't run, it's like, uh, you can. It's, it's, physically, it's physically possible. Um, so that's one. And the other one is, this is really, it applies to everything. All it is, all it is, and this comes down to everything. All it is, is one like foot it. in front of another. Mate, let's leave it there. That's um, all it comes I've down got to. A nickname for you, Janesh. The Commitment Squad. <laughs> that's you. What's that, that's mate? you in a nutshell. I'm the cheer. I'm the cheer. The squad. commitment squad. The commitment squad. That's why we make yeah, a great I'll... team. <laughs> it, mate, yeah, so it is great, hey, guys. Isn't it? That's have a good a one. Fantastic weekend wherever you are in the world, and no. um, stay tuned for our next, our next uh, lifelong learner next week. See ya. Yeah. Till next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you liked our episode and what you heard, please leave us a review on uh, the platform that you've been listening on. And to find out more about us, please tune in to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com and you can find out some updates about what's happening and get updates on as episodes drop. Thanks again.